Welcome. To Arcade Audio. episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. This shit's hard. <laughs> Life. Life is. equals hard. And else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's been it for this week's episode of Married with Movies. Thanks just, for our Just do a score and MVP by. and just do it. Just cut and print and send it. And there it is. Uh, at least this is um, an easy one for us. It's not one that we really, you know, need to think about in terms of, I knew I had it. It's not something that we really need to think about in terms of, you know, is this movie we haven't seen or what? Because um, this is, as you can tell from the title, Matilda, a movie that we've both seen many, many times. Um, and if you're new to the podcast, what we do here is uh, we're married. And we have a lot of movies, and uh, we have a, a hard life in terms of balancing the two, um, being able to watch our movies and talk about them on the podcast, because we do have a 15-month-old daughter. Um, but we have a massive movie collection, and we draw randomly out of a box of movies that we have, and this was one that we drew, which was Matilda, a 90s classic, something that we both grew up with in our childhood, because the star of Matilda is the same age as us. She's the same age as us? She's the same age as us. So how old does that make you feel? As if this podcast wasn't already off to a bad start. Incredibly. (laughs) Incredibly old. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's it's February 22nd. We watched this movie a week ago. We did. That is an accurate We watched another movie as well that we need to record. But life gets in the way. We've watched two movies in theaters. Uh, we'll talk about those next week. Yes. We watched, we were managed to finally, if you've been, you know, normally before we talk about the movie, we discuss the recent goings on in our life. Work can fuck itself in its own ass and we're tired and uh, we managed on President's Day to go out and watch a couple things. We'll talk about those next week when we're more awake, when we're more alive. Up front, I want to remind everyone, uh, time is running out to vote in the Mullet Awards. Arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets is the website you can go to. Vote for all my nominations, please. I want to beat Mullet. Um, that will announce those about the second week of March. Um, basically, whenever the Oscars, I think, are... In the Oscars are March 4th. So, well, if next week's episode... And then the week after that will be us nomin- uh, announcing the winners of the Mullet Awards. So you have uh, you have about two weeks left, just about. Yeah. Two weeks left. Yeah, I'll put the... You have until what, March? Until Oscars night? Yeah, until well, I'll close it off on March, March 4th. 4th. Yeah, I'll close it off Oscars that night. Oscars night, when we come and back. then that following week yeah. will be our reveal. And um, 
We'll have some exciting news on that episode as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll um we'll be so be sure to tune in to that one. Um. So look, we've already established that we're tired. We got a lot going on. It is late. Let's just get into it. Okay. So let's get into it. So this week's movie is Matilda, in nineteen ninety six classic. And uh, we're gonna go. Whose turn is it to read? Um, I drew it, so you read it. Okay. From the author of James and the Giant Peach and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda. Matilda is a family classic for all generations, said Alan Silverman of Voice of America. Incredibly fun, a great movie for all ages, said Leo Quiones, K-I- Quinones. K-I... Huh? The Quinones. Quinones. I think I said that wrong. <laughs> you don't know how to say it. Uh, what's the first name again? Leo... Leo Potato. <laughs> That's right. Leo Kiones, uh, K-I-I-S-F-M. You would think that there would have been... What was that? Wait, what was that? It was like a radio show. What, K- what was the... K-I-S-S-F-M. K-I-S-S-S. K-I-I-S-F-M. Leo Kiones here with the Matilda Review for you and yours on your drive home. And now, air supply. What was the actual initials? Actual K I or is it eleven? It might be eleven. K eleven S F M. No, K I I S. K I I S F M. All movie reviews all the time. <laughs> but you would think that for this movie of this caliber it would have gotten better caliber uh people to give it reviews, but we'll get it. I mean this was nineteen ninety six, so See the world from a kid's eye view with Matilda, a modern fairy tale that mixes hilarious humor with the magical message of love. Mrs. Doubtfire's Mara Wilson stars as Matilda, a super smart little girl who's woefully misunderstood by her parents, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman, her brother, and an evil school principal. But with the help of a brave best friend and a wonderful teacher, Matilda discovers she doesn't have to get mad to get even. Filled with a subversive sense of wit and whimsy, Matilda is a great comedy with a great message. The adults laugh as much, if not more, than the kids, said Elaine Blythe, Film Advisory Board. Cool. Um, this is one of my favorite books as a kid. I probably read this book about 10 times, 15 uh, times. Roald Dahl, it doesn't mm-hmm. say it anywhere right. on there, but Roald Dahl, prolific author, a lot of our memories from childhood come from... His writings, his mm-hmm. works, and the movies and things that were based off of those. So, have we done any of his others on the so. podcast no, yet? I don't think so. We have a lot coming up because I know we do own both Charlie and Willie. Charlie and Willie and the Chocolate Factories. Mm-hmm. Charlie's Willie and the Chocolate Factory. That's a completely di- that's the porno version. I don't know why that just popped in my head. Um, no, it's it's actually it's not necessarily a porn, but it's just like a Paul Thomas Anderson. Weird ass movie about yeah. just some guy walk some guy walking around a chocolate factory with his dick hanging out. <laughs> his dick's just hanging yeah. out. Um, James and the Giant Peach. We don't own James and the Giant Peach. We don't own James. No, because remember Peach. we watched it on Disney Channel one oh, night yeah, and we were it like, sucked. I don't think it sucks. I think maybe we were just in a weird mood or like I love that book again. I, I love yeah. Roald Dahl. Um, I liked that the movie when I was a, I love. I, I liked that movie when I was a kid, but like now it's just. Something was yeah. off about it. What which about I was fearful wi- for this. Yeah. What about The Witches? Do no, I, don't, I don't know what that is. The um, Witches is one of my favorite Ra- Ra Dahl books. 
I don't know what that is. And then BFG came out recently in theaters. We did not get a chance to see it, although I did want to see Neither it. Neither did America. Um, well, so... So, yeah, know. so I so I can't remember if me watching the movie came first or me reading the book. I feel like they're almost kind of simultaneous. Well, you are about nine when this came out. Not yeah. nine, ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember... I might, have, I might have read the book first, actually. Um, but re- reread the book after the movie and read it constantly. Lo- one, probably one of like my two or three favorite children's books. It was the when I was a kid. First, uh, big girl book that you bought for Jillian. Mm-hmm. Um, you made sure to buy it when we saw it. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, to make sure that she had it when she. You know, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's it's just it. I, uh, what was the word here? Whimsy. It was just the right word for it, and the movie does a good job of doing it, too. It just has this um, really unique spirit to it. It's fun. Um, It tells this great story of, you know, just... Good over evil. Good over, and like, just, and and like it says, see the world through the eyes of a child, even if it is like a, a magical child, this child that has... These gifts and these abilities. This was Lucy before the movie Lucy came out. Yes. Lucy is a direct sequel, actually, to Matilda. Yeah, this is Matilda. Um, it's Matilda 20 years later when she changes her name. Yeah, I, I've i always dug this movie. Yeah. It's, it has the right kind of, of of tone to it yeah. where it's it's total fantasy and a child. It... it, it, it Hits all of a child's senses. Yeah. But, but an adult can still kind of appreciate and like, and there's enough for us. And now. I, especially that I can, now, yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I, But even though it's so um, fantastical, it's also rooted in such realism, which I think is what makes it so special is that. The sensibilities are. The sensibilities yeah, of the movie just, are. Yeah, because there are children who start reading when they're two. Yeah. You know, like there are, you know parents who who shit on their children like that. Mm. There are principles like that. Well, there were principles like that before all these regulations and stuff. I don't think around that. I just think the the concept of children are wrong and adults are right. Yeah. And all of that and the yeah. the curious nature of children and the the encouragement of learning, like those overarching principles. It's all such rooted in realism that yeah, this the, the you can, fantasy. Yeah, exactly. You can buy into it a lot. You can easier. shot put a child out of a fucking window. Sure. Or super I've glue a hat a French restaurant. I've done it. You know, or or move chalk with your mind. Done that. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that that it buys in so much better, and you, I mean. I don't know if we talked about Mara Wilson when we did Mrs. Doubtfire. You can't look at this kid and not, especially when she was 10. She's, she's, or his goddamn kids too. I know. Like, like, it's like, she, it's like Jillian. You can't look at the kid and not smile and your heart warm up. She definitely crosses over as terms of a child actor, which we've talked about a lot on this podcast as of late. Um, she's not a bad kid actor. She has her moments. Of course. Um, but she has a, so such an innocence and a charisma about her that it's perfect for the character, but then also it just, yeah, like like you said, just kind of warms your heart and lets you just yeah. follow her. Because not my MVP, but. Well, yeah. No, not mine either. But like when we, because like, especially lately, when we've like yelled at Jillian or she does something bad and we try to scold her, she mm-hmm. just has this look on her face. And we just can't help but, like, 
laugh or, or yeah, we're, smile. We're fucking suckers. <laughs> yeah, that's true yeah. too. But I don't know. I I just have always liked this movie, and I've always liked just the extremes that they take the characters to. And yeah, I just I I love it, and I also probably love it because growing up, I always thought that my aunt was Miss Honey. Because I she see looks it. Yep. like my aunt. She does, yeah. And, um, like, her mannerisms and the way that she interacts with Matilda, mm-hmm. I always, like, I fell in love with that character. I see. I, I didn't make the connection until aunt. you pointed it out. Yeah. 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 So, like, that's always had a, a soft spot for me. Because my aunt's, like, my second mother. We're very, very close. Right. And, you know, growing up, watching this movie, I was always like, oh, that's auntie. So I always thought I was Matilda and I could do things with my mind. But that's a podcast for another podcast. What? Huh? <laughs> you thought you were like a fucking... Look, I had fantastical daydreams, is what my mother said. I think that they were real. Because you know, my mom always makes fun of me for saying that I thought pudding f- could fly. My dog, I had a Yorkshire, a Yorkshire Terrier mm-hmm. growing up, and I lived in a two-bedroom house. I can't believe I'm telling this story on the air. Mm-hmm. We lived in a, in a two-bedroom townhouse, mm-hmm. and... There was a landing that had, um, oh god. huh? Oh god! It was like a landing, and it had like um. I remember. I remember a cave, a stair. No, what is that? Bannister. Bannister thing, yeah. and um, it overlooked to the living room. And once, you know, putting and I were upstairs, and she was barking and and everything. And I went into my room, and I came out, and I saw pudding like jump, <laughs> like crawl underneath the banister that was on the landing and, like, jump onto the couch and, like, fly down onto the couch. My mom thinks I'm batshit insane. Mm. But I could have sworn that I saw that. Mm -hmm. So this is the first I've ever heard of it. So I'll see you later. I gotta go. No, and I think that this was also right around the time that, you know, this movie came out. I'm pretty sure it was when I was about... 10, maybe 12, that 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 incident happened. Mm. There's others, but I'm not going to share them. Oh, no, 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 please don't. No, because I, I will literally probably leave. Are you uh, kidding? <laughs> yes, I'm kidding. Okay, I hope so. Because, because, but like I said, like they were like fantastical daydreams, and I'm sure that that's what they were. Like I think Jillian gets her spacing out from me, because I do that quite often. Although you probably just did it just now. No, I'm just taking all of this in. Look, man, you and everybody else in America. 11 years later. Across the world. I'm finding out that you thought your dog could fly. Um, no, yeah, I agree with you. I, I watched this movie a ton as a kid. It's good to see a kid's movie that holds up. Uh, yes. Which is few and far between for us um, on the yeah. podcast yeah. history thus far. Um, also, I find it funny, man... <laughs> You could show this movie without the credits to somebody that's never seen it before and say, all right, now pick the person that's in this movie that directed it. And I'm pretty sure Danny DeVito would be one of the three last people that's picked every single time. I just find it funny that it's like he directed it. I don't know like the story behind it. It was like a like a passion project of his kids or, or what. But the fact that like he is the one behind the camera for it Wow. And it almost kind of like fits. And he, I don't think he really I has ever done anything else. That. I didn't really realize that. You're like, he's the narrator. He's the mm, the the main. second antagonist. Yeah. 
He's such a, such a big hand in it. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's not weird. It's not a negative on it. It's just kind of like out of nowhere, you know? It's just like, uh, here's, here's a couple, uh, whop, here's a couple whoppers for you. Um, do you know who directed, uh, Three Men and a Baby? Tom Selleck. No. No, uh, sorry. Ted these two, Jansen. these two will not be people that are in the movie. Oh, it won't be oh, somebody oh, in the movie. Oh, oh, but still, oh. it's like, oh, it's just, just as random. No. Leonard Nimoy. Really? Yeah. That's you weird. know who directed Cop and a Half, that uh, Burt Reynolds adopts a little black kid movie? No. Henry Winkler. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, shit like that happens. Oh, I have another one for you. Uh, I, I think this is correct. You know who directed Daddy Daycare? Denzel Washington. No. I think the exact opposite. Um, James Vanderbeek. Actually, really close. Fred Savage. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was so close. But, um, what, do you have a favorite uh, scene or part? Or uh, I mean, it's really, really hard to choose. Um, I think we have to talk about acting before we go into scenes and stuff. No, we always do scenes first. Well, all right. I... I... There are some parts of this movie that I'm like, okay, okay. Like, I understand why I had to be in there set it up. But a, a lot of the scenes at, at uh, the school, spot on. Mm. I, I really like... The chocolate cake scene is my the favorite scene. The chocolate cake scene is, is Bruce the Bugtrotter. bomb. Man, it is so great. If a human being has ever looked like a Bruce Bugtrotter, it's that fucking cake. <laughs> What's he doing now? Um, Still eating that fucking cake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just not getting paid for it. Right? Um, but I like, I love that scene. I love the scene with the newt. When the newt's mm-hmm. in the water and she starts freaking out. Mm-hmm. I love the whole, when Matilda's using her thing and all the kids are reading the thing and then everyone throws their lunch at the principal. Oh, like the, the like the one the trunch the climax, finally get the yeah. climax, yeah. I, I, I love that. Um, and I like a lot of Matilda's interactions with her parents, particularly her mom. I don't know why. I just really. There really aren't. There aren't any. Yeah, There's fish sticks in the oven or well, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, like when then, like when they're the family and Miss Honey comes to the house, I like. Mm. Like they're like more ensemble too. scenes. Yeah, I love. But the, I love. You can't beat the I love Mat- cake scene. I love Matilda as a, as a baby and as like a child, like going to the library and stuff. It's just the personification of just innocence and how sweet she is. I think I can manage and just her oh enjoying. This Bruce, Bruce Bogtrotter's name, his real name mm-hmm. is Jimmy Cars, but I saw it real quick and I thought it was Jeremy Katz. I was like, whoa, Jeremy Katz. <laughs> we have a friend named He's Jeremy changed. Katz. He's <laughs> Because yeah, it was so quick. Because look, look real quick at that, doesn't it? Like, you no, know. it's just Jimmy Cars. I know, uh, <laughs> but my brain just said Jeremy Katz because I have fantastical daydreams, remember? Great. Now <laughs> I, I came into the, I hear the story about when you saw Jeremy Katz fly around Gainesville. Um, eating chocolate cake. Eating chocolate cake. Um, yeah, so I like all of that. Stuff I don't, uh, anything you don't necessarily like? Like least favorite? When Matilda first comes to the class, mm-hmm. and Miss Honey, like, they do the math, and she checks her math, and they tra- start talking about Charles Dickens. 
I, I like that part. There are a couple moments where, like, it's forced. Yeah. So I specifically want to remember, like, uh, near the end when they're talking about, like, how they hang out all the time. And Matilda, like, rattles off this, like, Jonathan Lipnicki and Jeremy Maguire. Jerry, Jeremy Maguire. Jerry Maguire's bullshit brother. Yeah, my brother's Jerry Maguire. Big sports agent. Hey, can I get another scotch? Um, Jerry Maguire, where it's like, did you know that a human hummingbird's heart flutters? It's like, yeah, okay, great. Uh, did, uh, did you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Like, that type of shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a little bit too four. So I, I see you on that earlier. Yeah, scene. Like, I still like think it's kind of sweet. That, yeah, but um, it's, yeah. I don't yeah. like the, like, the little stretch of, like, 15, 20 minutes where it's like, they find the house, they go into the house, then Matilda goes back to the house and, like, fucks with it and stuff. I don't know, it's just kind of like, I just always kind of zone out during that part. I don't yeah. know, it's, it just doesn't hold my interest, so that, that would be one. Um, again, we watched this a week ago, so I'm trying to remember specific, like, shout-outs and continuities, things that I, I, I always bring up no matter, like, what the context of the movie is. Well, what we kind of mentioned in the movie when it was on and... Who the fuck? Where the fuck is the superintendent? <laughs> Where's the superintendent Where is of the schools? Where's the superintendent? Where's any other teacher but Miss Honey? Miss Honey wears on six pairs of shoes a day, teaching sixteen classes. Who is monitoring Miss Trunchbull's methods? Okay. I mean, I granted, I get it. She's probably terrorized everyone to the point where like they either don't show up or they're scared of her. Like I get that. Like I mean, look, this is a movie about a little girl who can, who you know can shut doors with her eyes, or whatever. Um, <laughs> not, like, physically. I mean, like, with her mind. Like, she can blink and it happens. Um, but it's still, like, I, I always have to look at these things and be like, can really? The same thing goes for, um, like, the parents. Same tokens. Like, okay, would they believe you? No. But, like, I'm sure if you get fucking hammer thrown by your pigtails, you're gonna have, like, some red marks in your hair or something. Your hair would've come out. Hair's like, something's gonna, like, you're gonna come home and your parents be like, oh, what happened? And even if they're lying, like, okay, yeah, you, you liar, but, like, seriously, you have bruises. <laughs> like, we need to go to school and talk to somebody. Right. Right. And, and then... Why, why did one, why did one kid get yeah. to go, why did their kid get to go to school I get because somebody needs to be home to sign for the packages, but, like, why does one kid get to be treated well? I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't get treated well. He basically eats something but fucking Cheez-Its. The older and, brother? Yeah, he basically eats just Cheetos and well, fucking donuts all the time. firstborn boy. They didn't want Matilda. Time out. Pause. So we're on the time of this podcast where we have to discuss the image of Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman having sex, whether it be as the Wormwoods or them in real life. I want everyone to take a few seconds, think it, mull it over. Huh. I didn't mean that. And we're done. <laughs> I That's always... been it for this week's episode <laughs> of Married with No, Mary. I always I always refer to one of my favorite family guy cutaway scenes is when they talk about how those two got together. And it's Rhea Perlman's going, oh, I don't know, Danny. And he goes, if it ain't me, it's not going to be anybody. <laughs> it's, just, it's just perfect. Those two are just perfect for each other. That's hilarious. It's kind of like how we got together. Whoa, hey. Cut yourself some credit. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> um, I also, uh, there's one other thing I was going to mention I didn't necessarily like. I forget what it was. Oh, and I, the whole uh, cop 
side plot. Like, I get you needed it as a reason, but it basically was like, hey, Paul Rubens put his dick away. Can he get a gig? Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that. <laughs> and then we have What's-His-Face, yeah. who's always in everything, kind of not doing anything in it, too. You know, th- those little nitpicks I-, I could go without, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, now we can get an MVP and LPP. Uh, I need to pull up my phone because I don't remember the bitch's name. Pam Ferris. For MVP? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, oh. yeah, that's my MVP. Oh. I knew her name. Yeah, you know. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Pam Ferris is the MVP. Yeah, oh, Pam Ferris is the MVP. I mean, even now, I'm going to be 31 years old on my next birthday. Miss Trunchbull comes on the screen, starts yelling, starts hollering, starts being a cunt. I get fucking scared. I She's a beast. She's a beast. And it's so good. And she's just really so great. She embodies that character. And she's just disgusting in all the right ways. Mm -hmm. And it's just, as a child, she terrified me. As an adult, she terrifies me. And that's when you know that you found a good villain. I mean... She is she is an incredible villain who can she, just yeah she owns it owns it uh, you never care for her like like it's very so I I liken this a lot to um, I hate to use like wrestling analogies here or or even like um I'll I'll use two analogies I'll use the first one I started with the wrestling analogy was nowadays with, like, everyone knowing that wrestling's a work and, like, internet fans just liking an overall person's performance, it's very easy, and most people are, like, a cool bad guy. So Yeah, so, most people prefer the heel. Yeah, people like heel because they have a better job, you know, it's, it's a more flashier role, so they, in turn, get cheered because of how good they perform. Rather uh, and, than... And sometimes the intended result, yeah. or, like, the way the story's supposed to be told... Doesn't go that way. Um, like uh, for the longest time, the Miz was a great heel because he wasn't the best wrestler. He was a very good talker, but like you could actually legitimately hate the Miz, and it, you'd always get the intended reaction you wanted with him. Nowadays, like and feel okay about yeah, it. Yeah, and, he, and he's kind of like started to become not that again, and it's kind of sucks. But when you get that, it's very, very awesome. My other analogy was going to be like um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like, you know, you look at Loki and, you know, like sometimes you didn't have the intended effect because he was so goddamn charismatic and portrayed so well that they almost had to basically turn him into an anti-hero instead of just being just true and true out villain that you hate. I think that that is a perfect analogy. Yeah. I think that that's really well said. And in really- this... Sums this up. And this, like, there's not a moment. I mean, there, there's a few moments where, like, she has, like, things that kind of make you, like, snicker or smirk, you know, certain... Well, I mean, all of her little things, and, like, when she makes me eat the cake, and, and she makes fun of the children, and, I mean, it makes you laugh. I always, it's comedic. I always, I always love, but my mommy thinks they're cute. Your mother mommy is, is a, a twit. It's yeah. <laughs> very like, funny I to mean, me. It's, it's funny. But then, like, towards the end... When she's getting all these things happening to her. Not a, not a, a, a modicum of right, sympathy. But her turn in from like the villain who mm-hmm. is like the driving force the, to them this being. This unstoppable force. Right. Yeah. To then being 
like shat on basically. And, and she also so she shows well. a lot of ass and that she doesn't, you know, try to fight it or be tough. She's a scared, shitless, chicken shit. And she she turns so yeah. flawlessly. And it just it it's great to watch. She makes it a really enjoyable movie. Now yeah, so Pam Fair is definitely the MVP. Yes. Now now runners up people who aren't the mm-hmm. MVP but by far are not the LVP. Um I think Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman do a great job as the parents. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I they think, they do fine. I mean and Danny DeVito does a great job as the narrator as well. I he think does. that has a good solid yeah, strong I think that they have really good um chariz- uh chemistry with each other and with Better. the rest of the character. Yeah. Well, that don't mean shit, man. Look, this podcast struggles. That's all I'm going to say. Fuck you! <laughs> I guess that's payback for my other comment. Yeah. Um, um, and Beth Davis is also great. I think she's very warm and sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, not the LVP, not the MVP. No. but I mean, she's, she, she's very she, middle. The antithesis of Miss Trunchbull also in that she is true and true, through and through, just a genuine, nice, sweet person. Yeah. With no real discernible flaws. My auntie. Um, so yeah, so I wouldn't say it's any of the main uh, characters uh, either. Um, who do you got for LVP? I have a couple people. I think I know who yours is. Well, let me hear yours. Um, oh, also not MVP, but not LVP. Uh, Jeremy Katz. Uh... Bruce Bogtrotter. Jimmy Cars. Jimmy Cars. He, I, look, he got the short end of the stick in that. Bullshit, he had to eat a whole fucking cake. I know, man, but I think he was typecast. So he, uh, he, he, he I think he did a, a good job yeah, I like with him. it. I like him, too. Yeah, I mean, he, he was good. Um, I didn't really like the girl who played her best friend. Lavender? Lavender. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, I think he's had a new character for the show. Lavender sounds like she smoked four packs a day at the age of five. Uh, wow. Hey, hey, Matilda. It's Lavender. Now you sound like can can I, Ross can I, from Monsters. Can I, <laughs> can I copy your homework? <laughs> I'm Lavender. What do you mean? Bitch is 10 in this movie. <laughs> He's also the same age she as She's got some Sally Jesse Raphael glasses on. We can't even know her fucking times tables. Uh, I, I didn't have Lavender, but like you could sway me. I actually had the other girl, Hortensia, I think oh, was her name. I was going to say, yeah. Man, she, she's got like six lines, and they are the most awkward, like expositional. She likes to crack a whip. In the You guys better skedaddle. It's like it's not a fifties movie. What are you doing? Like, good lord. Um she was gonna be who I was nominating. Um I also was gonna mention uh Paul Rubens and Tracy Walter. Just very kinda like I just didn't like that. It's kinda unconvincing, um not for me type thing. Mm. Um and then uh Jacqueline Steger. Steger, Amanda Thudep. Amanda, oh, she was cute. What do you mean? She's just, she's just sweet. She's, a, she's an innocent. She's all right in my book. Um, yeah, I would go, I would go with the Hortensia girl 
or... I mean, um, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, just... Yeah, she was very obnoxious. So Kira Spencer-Cook is who we're going with? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was Bret Hart's dad. <laughs> so I just did. I did Stu Hart there. So Lavender's off the hook. Hey, why are you ignoring me? Yeah, Lavender's off the I'm off the Okay, cool. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> What day did we watch this movie? We watched this on Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. After I passed a kidney stone. <laughs> I was in the middle of passing a kidney stone. We actually watched this over the course of two days. <laughs> we watched this on oh, the 14th right. and the 15th. Um, cool. Well, we won't, like... What, anything else we want to discuss in this movie? I feel like we covered most of the major scenes. Um, we talked about the book. got performances. Uh, I don't think there's much else to really delve into. No. Um, oh, the music. Music's Mus- good. Music's good. Got good. a great, great soundtrack. Um. I also I. Um. I one other part I liked is the end, for Rhea Perlman's performance. Like, she has like the right tone of like being kind of sad. Yes, yes, with the adoption thing. And yes. then just being like, oh, where's a pen? And then kind of being nice on the way out. Like, I like that. That, that was a good arc for that character. Yeah, it's totally opposite from what happens in the book. Like, the book's just like, peace, later. Yeah. Um, well, in the book, it's not even adoption. <laughs> That's another thing where it's like, oh, you just had these adoption papers in your backpack? Signed, all ahead. ready to go? She plans ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm suspicious. I think Matilda's the real villain here. Okay. She, she, she knew those car parts were hot. And she was flipping them on the side. Um, yeah, I'm good if you're good. I'm good. Cool. Uh, score time. I drew it. I score it first. It is a classic kids movie um, from our generation. I also like that Jillian was kind of watching it with us a little bit, and she was kind of digging it. She was dancing to the music. She was. She liked it. Um, yeah, she was definitely interested. So if you can hold my 15-month-old's attention for even five minutes, you're all right. Uh, I am going to go with, I'm torn between like three scores here. I gotta take a point off for Lavender. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm gonna go, I'll go right in the middle. I'm gonna go with eight and a half for Matilda. Okay, I was gonna go with a nine and a half. Okay, so, so a nine. nine. Okay, wow, that close of a, to a perfect score for you. Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, I really like it, and you know, part of my score is always the nostalgia and yeah. and um, you know everything else. I could put this movie on at any time and and enjoy it. It it's just oh, gotta give a quick movies. blast down. not a blast down slash. How has he actually not had this gig to John Lovitz's cameo for being a slimy game show host of a of a million dollar sticky um, variety? Mm-hmm. So I just want to point out, Lovitz, you dodged another bullet. You're gonna get one. Oh, you're Trust definitely me. gonna get one. That's that's not the box. Those are diaper wipes. Um. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great. I I really enjoy the movie. It's it's one of my favorites. So yeah. Very good. Um, let's reach in that box and pick our uh, our next random selection, Samantha. Next week's podcast is already in the bank. Uh, well, not in the bank. We haven't recorded, but we've watched Deadpool, so we'll get Deadpool next week, and then we'll have a week break in terms of watching movies for the Mullet Award. 
winners, and then this will hopefully be the next one. As long as it doesn't involve, like, mass... What are you hoping for? Like, a, something that doesn't involve, like, genocide or uh, a, a lot of sadness. You don't even know what it is, so that's not a I good I do sign. know what it is. I'm just confused, because I think we have multiple... Power Rangers? Oh, that would be the new Power Rangers. The new Power Rangers. Yes, that would be the new Power oh, Rangers. Oh, I'm very excited. I've been wanting to rewatch this. Yes, it yeah, because the original was called Mighty Morphin Power okay. Rangers, the movie, which I, I would have written down. Right, so I wasn't yeah. sure because I knew that there was something like that. Actually, just recently, it, I when I was technically they're not in the same universe because yeah, totally separate, yeah, completely different, yeah, totally separate. So they wouldn't be. Yeah, I had to make a separate card. There should still be a Mighty Morphin card in there because it was a movie I nominated a while back, but um. But no, I would have specifically written Mighty Morphin Power. Okay, you just so. want to make sure. But yeah, oh yeah, good, I'm I, excited I, I passed that. it on Plex the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, shit, I want to rewatch yeah. it. I'm like, well, whenever it comes out of the box, yeah, so because, there you go. Um, we did, this is a movie that we see that we saw in theaters since the podcast has started. Since the yeah. podcast has started, and um, I think you could tell from being a fan of the show that Power Rangers was a huge part of our childhood. They're massive our, like, ninety. Yeah, we are really big into Power Rangers, and. Um, we, we went and saw this. We were really excited. And we actually, I mean, at least I'm going to bury the lead here. I really liked the movie. So I'm really excited to watch it again. I know it didn't get the best reception, but we'll talk about it. It got mixed review. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll, there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Maybe we'll try to watch this on Saturday with Stephen Lally. Oh, get their, yeah, because I bet they want to Get their senior too. citizen um, aspect. Uh, perspective. Steve's senior citizen aspect. Don't put Lolly in there. We'll have to watch this at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, we'd have to watch it at 4 o'clock. We should start watching movies at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Man, hey, yo, if you want to pay us to do this for a living, that'd be great. We can do a podcast a day. Yeah. We've done this so quick and then I'd get to buy more movies. It'd be amazing. It'd be awesome. It'd be never ending. But for real though, if you'd like to sponsor Married with Movies, please email me personally. No, email marriedmovies at gmail.com. Attention, yes. Samantha. Also, uh, Married uh, W Movies on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies is where you can reach us. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Leave us a review in five stars. That also helps. You can support patreon.com slash Audio. Um, become a patron there. Um, tell them that you're doing it for us. We get extra money. And then you can get more episodes. That's, that's how I'm going to pitch this. Right. Instead of bonus content that we haven't done in months... Unfortunately, because we're busy, I'm trying to do bonus content with Steve. Give us some money Steve. to pay some bills. Give us extra money to pay some bills. And pay bills, and then you'll get more content from us we naturally. Want to work. Exactly. At real jobs. Uh, Arcadeaudio.net for this podcast yeah. and the other ones, and like I said, uh, arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets vote in the mullet awards uh, podcast. Uh, the um, sorry, the uh, deadline's coming up very very soon. Anything else? edit this because we're finishing this at 11 o'clock the day it's supposed to uh, air. It's going to you an hour to get it up. Hey! I'm getting to that age. <laughs> what? I don't know. That was a erectile dysfunction joke. <laughs> right was... here on Married with Movies. That was really bad. MWM pod. And now... Falco and Rock Me Amadeus on 103.1 The Buzz, my hometown radio station. This is Rich Cami from Miami signing out. What other radio? Rock 104. 
What are the radio tags? 100.6, the rumba. <laughs> Whatever was that? The also? rumba. No, I thought it was rumba. That's right. You the know. Rumba. Steve keeping it real. <laughs> Steve keeping it real right here on Rock 104. And now Nickelback. Steve would never play Nickelback. Rock 104 played Nickelback. Steve did not play it. No. Rich probably played it. No, Rich would play Nickelback. Rich would play Nickelback. We're just blabbering at this point. We should stop. You need to sign off on the show. Oh, I completely forgot. I thought that we had already done it. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. No. Okay, wow, for Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married to Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Uh, slash the movies. I really legit thought that we had already nope. done that bit. Nope. I mean, I'm getting old. Yep. I need to go to bed. Erectile dysfunction. <laughs> I have erectile dysfunction in my brain. Brain dysfunction. Brain erectiles. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Please stop recording me. You have a limp dick in your brain. That's <laughs> what that means. You have a limp dick in your brain. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.